Little, little backstory, guys. I grew up with my dad, who was a single dad of three girls, and he was a merchant navy man, so a sailor, that turned mercenary. So, you know, cuss words is like every second word that comes out of our face. So I, I try to rein it in, but I'm not being really authentic if I'm trying to curate. So my background, though, I spent 13 years in headhunting and recruitment. I've recruited everything from like your mom and pop store through to for Google and every industry you could possibly imagine along the way. So I've learned a lot about what it takes to not only advertise to attract the absolute superstars within the industry, because like I said to Tobias before, we don't want to hire duds, right? We want to hire heroes. And what it takes to be able to select the right people, what it takes to win them, but most importantly, what you need to do to set them up for success so that they can be a hero on your team and they're not like, you know, a lot of people like it yeah, hired and they just sucked. Like the people were shit and it like it took me so long. Like I might as well just do it myself and no one does it as good as me. And it's like then you're just back in working way too many hours doing stuff you shouldn't be doing. But if we if we get the right people on the bus and we inspire them and give them the tools to set them up for success, then all of that pain goes away. So I've gathered all that knowledge before I went into five, the last five years traveling the globe until COVID, right? Until now. Now I have a mobile podcasting van so I can travel my local area. And at the moment, we're only allowed to go five kilometers from our house. But lucky I live at the beach. But before that, I got to travel the globe and I worked with some of the best uh, companies in the world in terms of how you business, like how you create business plans, but how you work your people into your teams to scale. And I worked with a company called Mind Valley, which is all about how you can hack happiness for productivity and profitability. So I always say happiness is the greatest hack to productivity and profitability. So what we do is we look at how do we make our staff happy so that they are ultimately the most productive and profitable for us. Now, I don't know what American uh, employers are like, but we've got like your 45, 50 plus like white male running a company over here. And it's like, I pay them to do work. I'm not here to make, they're not here to make friends. I'm not like, we don't need them to be happy. I just need them to do their damn work. That's like really, really outdated thinking. But how do we make someone truly happy at work? It's not with a paycheck and it's not about ping pong tables and you know, energy drinks and bean bags. Like it's actually about how we satisfy their seven human needs. So I've only got a couple of you on the Zoom chat, but you can play along if you're on Facebook as well, because I'll come back and Tobias can come back and check it. I just want to get into chat. Does anyone know what the seven human needs of a team member would be? I'll give you a hint. If anyone knows about like Tony, Tony Robbins' six human needs or Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there's some clues, similarities in this. Okay. So I'm not going to go into a deep training session on this, but I just want you to have some awareness around this because I'm going to pull on it as we go through. But the, the, if we satisfy the human needs of our people, then they are happy. And when they are happy, they work the best for us, okay? So we need to think about how we can create certainty for them. Now, when it comes to hiring heroes, how we create certainty comes down to getting crystal clear on what is the painted picture of success. 
So not like this is your job description, like I'm hiring a sell-by chat or an appointment center. It's painting the picture of what that success looks like. And I'll show you an example of that a little bit later, right? But giving them the certainty around what the what success looks like makes them like feel safe. So certainty is around safety. Also, making sure you pay them on time gives them safety. Like if they're constantly worried that you're not going to like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, shit. Or like they sent because they're a freelancer, they sent you an invoice, but you like, again, that didn't make the pay run. Like that stuff makes them feel scared and they're not going to be able to show up the best way for you, right? Giving feedback, like giving them really clear, like this is one of the biggest things that we have with especially like sell-by chats, lead appointment setters, freelancers that aren't in your office with you all the time, VAs. They, if you don't give them feedback, they don't know what works and what doesn't work. And then there's this, I don't know if anyone here has listened to Brene Brown and watched like her Netflix special called Courage, but the story that they tell yourself, like everyone has that psychological thing, right? If we don't get feedback, if we're not given like direct and clarity over things, our minds are a meaning-making machine and it starts telling ourselves stories. And those stories aren't always helpful and if we don't give clear direction someone might have told them story self a story that this worked for them with another client in the past so they're going to do that because you haven't told them anything otherwise so they've made up a little thing and they're going off on their own and it's just because you're not on the same page so we want to create certainty variety because it's a snooze fest just to be like going dink 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 like a poor old like walmart like uh, tell her, right? That's a snooze fest. They're not going to be really happy about that. So you want to be able to think about how you can give variety to them. And I do a whole lot of stuff around, like when you create their job descriptions, looking at their own individual genius, and you might be able to slot them into your business in different ways to what you've just hired them to give them that variety. There's another one coming up that gives them, that's also in here, which is called significance and contribution. So if you can pull on their natural genius and use them in another way, you can satisfy both ways. But the way you can give variety is like flexible working hours. If you've got sell-by chat, VAs, lead appointment setters that don't need to do a set structured set of hours every single day, and you can give them some ownership, then they're going to feel like they're, they're in control and that's going to satisfy some of their human needs as well. But just the way you do like team meetings. So, oh, little hack going back. So certainty, regular team meetings that are consistent with an agenda, but add some fun to them. So I'm just going to bounce off my bosu for a second and come back. I have these things called icebreaker cards. They're way easier for you Americans to get because I have to get them shipped here by the best self company. And we start our team meetings with an icebreaker card. This one is, how do you get in the way of your own success? And we get everyone on the team and VAs, appointment setters, freelancers, my full-time team, everyone's on the same meeting. So they get to know each other and they know how to work together. But that gives a little bit of variety. It's a bit of fun, like you get a bit of color, but there's also the safety and the security of we have a regular team meeting and this catch up and we get to know each other. There's another one coming up called Connection that helps with that too, right? Oh, look, there it is. Whee! Okay, so Connection. 
I don't know about you guys, but I believe that I'm a soul here having a human experience, right? And every day isn't about grinding under fluorescent lights and just go to work and pay bills and die. Like, I believe that the meaning of life is actually about connection and how we connect with other people to elevate our human experience. And especially in these times of disconnection, like over here, like I said, in Australia, um, most of us are in lockdown. Like we're not allowed within like five, how many, what's five kilometers? Is that two and a half miles, Tobias? Or is it 10 miles? Uh, kilometers 2.2. That is uh, I think like three miles. I think a uh, little under three miles, right? Yeah. So not very far, right? We can't go very far. I can't get my hair done. I'm growing myself like a balayage right now. Like the, we're not allowed to go and see our friends. We're not allowed to have visitors. Like it's the full thing. So this connection piece, but the most important thing, like the biggest fuck up I see of people behind VAs, appointment setters, lead gen, because they're usually, they're remote staff. They're often in different countries. They don't connect with them as humans. There is no connection. And if you don't connect with them, they're not going to have any buy-in to who you are and what you do. Like it's easy to say no to messages on a screen. Don't treat them like an application. Treat them like a human. So once you treat them like a human, they will go into bat for you. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But I want you to think about how you can create connection with your team members. So we've got a, we pretty much voice message everything. We're in like group WhatsApps and we voice message each other everything rather than a text message because the tonality gets lost. But again, words on a screen is really impersonal. It's not humanized, but we we do video messages back to each other, but every possibility we have, it's a video call. Okay. So I just want you to think about what you can do to build that connection and humanize and get to know each other. Now, a really important thing, if you're hiring VAs, sell by chat or lead gen, they need to know your voice inside and out. They cannot get enough of you to be able to do their job correctly. They need to think like you. They need to be you. Like they're your digital spruker online. They're like your voice. So there is, you, you can't give them enough of who you are. Does that make sense? Significance. Uh, I wanted to write a dissertation on overcoming my soul-sucking search for significance and my need to people please and like be a super high achiever and like, you know, all of these things, <laughs> there's this huge thing around significance for us and significance and contribution. So how can you make them feel significant? I like for me, my business, like my, my sales flatline, and I flatlined for a little while earlier this year because I hired agencies to do my sell by chat. So I took recommendations of other people. I hired agencies. I thought they knew better than me. And to be honest, I was just being lazy. I wanted to focus on doing what I do. I absolutely, I will do absolutely anything just to turn up and present and coach all day long at the expense of everything else. And I'll do 14 hours worth of Zoom as an excuse to not have to do the mess. Like, I just, I can't, I'm allergic to Facebook Messenger. I'm like, literally, I have allergic reactions. So like, I feel like I'm going to come up in hives. And so I just wanted to outsource it out of laziness and trust that this team was experts. I'm paying a fuck ton of money and they're going to get it. And it just all fell to pieces. So you need to think about, like, I really want you to humanize. So I was just like outsource and that I didn't, I didn't make them feel significant. I didn't feel like it was important. 
and my my business flatlined with sales. I then I was like, oh crap, I don't have time to find someone. I need to focus on this first. What I'm saying around the significance piece is once you get someone great, you need to keep them. Right? But you can't expect them to be great from word dot. And you need to realize that without your sell by chat and your lead generation, unless you're willing to get in and do it yourself, your business flatlines. So they are equally as important to anyone else. Like say you've got a you've got other coaches or other trainers within your business, don't hierarchy them. Don't make one person within your business more important than the rest. The number one person on my team is my lowest paid person. So Kay, who's my executive assistant based in the Philippines, I pay her through an agency and I only just just found out that that agency only pays her six bucks an hour. But if I, she is my right, I often say to her, I could not do life without Kay. Just life doesn't happen. And Kabias, I think, has had a few conversations with her on, like life doesn't happen. I don't happen. So what I do is knowing that she gets paid little, if I pay her more through the agency, they take a clip. So for Christmas, I bought her a MacBook Pro. For her daughter's birthday, I send $100. And like $100 in Philippine money is a lot, right? I buy her birthday presents. I send her, she does um, eyebrow uh, tattooing and stuff. So, and she's building her own little um, clinic. So I pay for her to go to, like, it cost me like 400 bucks to send her through a three-day course. Like, it's nothing. But the, the significance of it, she does, my God, what she does for me is so far and above and beyond. She goes beyond her hours. She will do whatever. Like, she, I know she's got my back. And if she thinks I'm stressed, she's always like, what else can I do to help? I don't care. I've, I've told my daughter that I need to help you today. because, And she's like, Zia says she loves you. Like she's worried about you. She's, are you stressed? Like her daughter's coming on screen. She's six. She's like the most gorgeous thing ever. And this is not false significance, but I realize that if, if I don't have Kay keeping me running, she is not more important than my most, most, my highest paid team member. My highest paid team member made oh, 20 times as much as her last month based on that she's in Australia and she's got a different skill set. But they are seen as equals and they know that they're seen as equals. They are significant, equally significant. So I just really want to anchor in on that because one of the biggest mistakes that I see with people hiring VAs, sell by chat and lead gen, because their pay scale is low or they're in a developing country or like it's been kind of easy for you to get them that or they don't use their voice, they don't get given the recognition and the significance that they deserve. And they're not, and if you don't treat that role as, as important as everything else and realize that without your sell by chat, without your VA, without your lead generation, you've got to go back and do it. So if we put this into context, right? So if I make, okay, say on a low day, $1,500 an hour. Every time I'm doing, a, doing something that Kay is supposed to be doing for, for an hour, that's $6 an hour. I have just lost $1,494 an hour, right? Can I afford to fuck this up? No. So people just like, and I like hand to heart, like I said, I just gave it to an agency and trusted rather than training those people myself and speaking them to myself. You need to talk to themselves. Even if you're outsourcing it, 
to an agency, you need to have the human contact with them and you need to get them bought into your why and you need to make them feel significant and realize that their role is significant. Sorry, harping on that one. This is one of the biggest mistakes I see. People need to feel like they're growing. Like I'm sure everyone here has a growth mindset. That's why you're in Tobias's program. That's why you're in this group. So you want to help people grow. And little tip, if you help someone grow in all aspects of their life, not just in their job skills, that makes them a better person in general, which makes them a better employee for you, which makes them happier. And when they're happy, they're more productive. So how can you help them grow? Where can you show, and this is again significance, how can you show an interest in their personal life? I gave an example of how I pay for Kay's tattooing courses for her eyebrows because it's something that brings her light. It's her creative outlet, which led to me discovering how creative she is. And I never used to give her graphic design work or anything. And then she started to find a knack for Canva. Then she spent a whole weekend because she's also in lockdown learning all different tips and tricks about Canva. And now I actually don't have to outsource that. I was using a graphic design agency, costing me $500 a month US to do my camp, like do my Instagram tiles. And Kay does it just because it's fun. She's like, sometimes on weekends, she's like, oh, I just made these over the weekend because I was bored and it was fun. And they are epic, right? Look at where you can help your people grow in the things that they love, but invest in them. I think uh, is is Richard Branson as big a deal over there as it is here? Um, not as probably as big. I mean, some of the the high level entrepreneurs. I mean, everybody knows him. It you know in, in the high yeah. level things, but he's not as big of a name of like as like Tony Robbins and those kinds. Yeah. So the big one of the key things that um, Richard says is like is, is this quote like um, people always whinging saying, well, what if I train them and they leave? What if I invest all this time and energy in them and they leave? Well, what if you don't and they stay? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Right? Uh, one of my other favorite ones, and this is, comes back to the hiring heroes, is what you want to do is hire people better than you and then get the fuck out of their way. Okay, paraphrasing. But you, like, you want to find someone that's better at you than at doing emails and handling admin and all the blah, blah stuff. Someone that's better at like doing sell-by chat and messaging and starting chats and getting the leads. Like you want someone that absolutely loves that. That's their jam and is better than you at it so that you can just do what only you can do. Like where you're in genius mode. Cool. So think about how you can grow them. What can you do? What other things can you add them into? Contribution. Most people, good humans, right? They want to feel like they're contributing to something that this comes ties to significance a little bit but they want to feel like they're contributing to something. And guess what? Great employees have choices. Great VAs have choices. Like Kay had to choose to quit another client to work with me. Charlotte, who Tobias may have seen on the black belt stuff, she only has a certain amount of capacity and she has to say no to clients. And she says no to people offering her more money than I pay her to work with me because she believes in my cause. She believes in our obsession of, of enabling 6,000 humans to be happier at work by May 2024 and us being the ripple effect of change to, to lower the stress, anxiety, and depression caused by the workforce, not only for business owners, but for employees. And she believes in that so much, and she believes that's part of her contribution to humanity, that she is willing to say no 
to other opportunities and more money because there's that deep-seated sense of contribution. So people don't care about you making more money. Like when you're setting KPIs and it's purely around money and it's like, let's just make dollars, you're only going to get people that only care about that. And that, I'm like, I, I spent 13 years specifically in sales recruitment. Like, so I know all, you know, like I know all the ins and outs of egos of salespeople and the competitiveness and everything. And I can tell you right now, the number one salespeople aren't just doing it for, me, for hitting the dollars and for commissions. And there's a whole study, there's a, um, which book was I just reading it in? Oh, uh, The Art of the Impossible by Stephen Kotler and Intrinsic and Extrinsic Motivators. So have you guys heard of Stephen Kotler? No, oh, I dude, you need to go check Stephen Kotler out. Um, he studies Sion Team 6. He's got a project called the Flow Genome Project. It's all about hacking flow. He cured his Lyme's disease by going surfing. Um, like there's like he's just amazing, right? And so in his, his most recent book, The Extrinsic Motivators in America, up until 75,000, you may be able to motivate someone just with money because that's the baseline for safety and security in terms of paying for food, rent, and family, right? So if you think about developing countries, the, that number is con, like considerably lower. It might be like 20,000, maybe even 15,000 in some countries. So you'll only use that as a motivator in a short term until you get to that level. After that, it's got to come from an intrinsic motivation, like they feel like they're contributing to something else. Their other human needs are being satisfied. And this is where people go above and beyond. This is where you don't need to check their time card and wonder if they are actually doing their work. Like my new, um, for lack of a better term, sell by chat, my, my, um, we call her my ripple instigator. And she, 5.30 in the morning, I'm getting a message from her. Hey, babes, uh, I got this message coming overnight. Can you drop a voice message to them? And then she's messaging the rest of the team. Hey, team, what's everyone's priorities today? Now, I only contract her for 50 hours a week. I know in the first week, she I, I don't know when she even slept. Like she's doing 75 hard. So she's like, she's like every hour, she's like on the ball. Like she doesn't even get commission. And she's like in there because she's like, oh, my God, what we can do for the people, what we can do. Like we need to get your word out there. We've got to get this shit happening. What can you do to make somebody want to do that for you? Because the biggest complaints that we do see, again, with VAs, virtual, like uh, lead gen and um, appointment setters, sell-by chats that are distributed, like are they even doing the hours? Like I'm, I don't know. Do I need to put a time clock on them? Do I need to screen record them? Like, oh, my, like, oh this fear of mongering, like micromanaging. No, you give them enough reason, enough why, they're gonna, you're going to be like, fuck, man, settle down. Like give me a break. I'm having a snooze right now. <laughs> That's what you want. And that kind of ties into meaning as well, right? They need to feel like what they do means something. That their piece in something, because even if they're starting their career and they're starting at a lower level and they've got higher aspirations, they, if they can see that they're contributing to a cause that's making a difference, that every day their life means something, that every day going to work means something, then you're not going to be training time like their, their time for just a paycheck. So you really want to think about how you can wrap those things up. Okay, I'm just going to stop sharing that one. Uh, anything you want to add there, Tobias, before I jump to the next section? 
No, I mean, those are all such good um, topics because you forget about some of that stuff. I mean, having a team, I've been doing, you know, management for like 22 years and having teams and all that stuff. But sometimes even just being refreshed at like the extreme extrinsic motivation is going to be one of those huge factors. So think about this, you guys, like think about the other things that are going to really draw those people in and make them just want to like run through a wall for you. Like that's the type of team that you want to be able to have and, and what you want to build out. So no, I love it, Jade. Um, this is, this is amazing. Love it. So that's, that's one of the things that, right. So we say hiring heroes because yeah. tell me, tell me some of the words that come up for you when you think of a hero, Tobias, what's, what's some things that sprang to mind? Motivated, like, you know, somebody who's, who's motivated, um, who's positive, you know, positivity, motivation, um, someone who's dedicated, someone who's timely, uh, consistent. Um, you know, those are some of the big words that come to my mind. Yeah. So if you were like in, um, like in a Marvel comic, right? And you, you know, you're being called to, you know, there's a some sort of catastrophe, like, and you've got your your other superheroes with you, like, you trust them, right? They've got your back. They're like literally running through a wall for you, right? Do you have to worry that they're going to be late? No. no. Or they're going to slack off? Like they've just they've just ducked out to Starbucks while you're about to like breach a a wall? Like, no. They've got your back. They're, they're, they're in this together. And what is the common thing? They, they have a con- common enemy, right? They've got a con- common enemy. They, they believe the same things. They have the same belief systems. And this is either when we see like the bad guys come together, right? They band together because if the enemy is big enough or the belief is big enough that they, they'll, they'll go to war together. So you want to think about if you want to create a team of heroes that have your back, what can you do? To, to bring them together, like, and this is about starting with belief systems, like being able to communicate that, having a common why, building that, that sense of camaraderie, understanding, like another thing that, that the uh, hero teams have is they know whose genius is what and who needs to take the lead in certain areas. Like I no longer on my calls try to do group, Facebook group strategy like with when I have my marketing huddle because I've like watched some of our coaches stuff and I've done it, but I haven't really built it for myself. Whereas my new ripple instigator, she's helped five other coaches build their groups to thousands and their engagement is ridiculous. But even though she's only been with us for a week, I'm like Jody to the forefront (laughs) and I'll trust you. And you give us guidance. She's like, oh, I feel like I don't want to annoy you by like having all these ideas and telling you what to do. I'm like, babe, that's why I hired you. Like, I like, I don't want to, I want to hire people better than me. And I want you guys to do what you do. So getting over that ego and understanding, like my assistant Kay, I don't even try to figure out how, like how to manage ClickUp and like do that stuff. Like, I'm like, babe, can you just teach me what to do? So if you hire right and trust them, the thing is if you empower someone and you prove them that they can trust and they feel significant, they're going to like, if they don't know, they'll go find out. Like you don't need to do everything. And there's a big piece around having to, to let go around, around that. One of my team members 
who is one of the biggest contributors. He's at every meeting. He cuts all my content for me. He finds all the gold and everything. Like he'll get a recording of this and he'll pull it apart and help give that to the copywriter and say, make this, Jay said this on this one, make this into something. And I don't pay him a cent. He, he is an energy exchange. So he, during COVID, lost his job, wanted to be able to transition, couldn't afford coaching, was completely lost, didn't know what he's, what he wanted to do. And so I put him into one of my top coaching programs. Doesn't cost me any extra. It's a group coaching program to have him in there. I give him some extra little one-on-one for growth because it makes him better for me. But he, I don't think he's missed a meet. Maybe he's missed one meeting. Oh, that's right. Cause he dislocated his shoulder on my, on the beach in front of my house, riding one of those one wheeled skateboard things um, during a black belt intensive. And uh, we had to go to hospital. So he's missed a team meeting. But in 18 months, he's missed like one team meeting. Wow. Right. And he's, he's now scaled back his work with me because we just coached him to land his dream job. So it's like, it's so cool, right? But I got 18 months worth of not having to physically pay someone. And for me, like the satisfaction of helping a young guy grow and get back into the workforce. So the thing is when you only think money, they'll only think money. So if you're always thinking I pay them an hourly rate and you're trading hours for dollars, that's what you're going to get, right? So the thing I do want you guys to think about is top quality sell-by chat, top quality VAs, top quality lead generation, top quality coaches, they all have opportunity. They all could either go out on their own or can go and work for somebody else. And so you're selling an opportunity. So this is the biggest problem. Like when people are writing their ads, even like on um, freelancer or what do you guys use over there to, to find like your VAs and yeah, you can go to Fiverr. Um, some people go to Filipino uh, online jobs like Odesk. You get, you get Filipino, yep. Filipino, but freelancer, Fiverr, you know. Yeah, Odesk, any of those sorts of things, right? You're still competing to get someone, the best people, to choose you. So if you're getting substandard people, it's probably because all the people found something that was way more attractive than you, and they're gone. So you you need to think about how do you get how do you stand out? How do you make them even want? to come and apply for you. So you're selling the opportunity and they're paying you with the most valuable resource they have in their entire life and will ever have in their entire life, their time. And the majority of people, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't managed to move on from this yet. I spend the majority of my time working out of my week. So the most of my time, I love doing what I do and I'll pretty much, I do it for free whenever possible, just because it brings me joy. But most people like work is the thing that they do the most hours out of any week, out of any day. So if you want someone to go above and beyond for you and you want someone to choose you over anything else, you got to give them a why. You got to sell that shit. So that starts with your job listing, your posting, your social media posts. Like when you're asking for referrals, you got to sell that shit. It's got to be like, it's got to sparkle. Most people they, they'll Google, oh, I need a job description for a lead generator. Grab that off of Google. Kind of looks like what I want. Is that what I want? I don't even know what I want. I don't know what they do. That'll do. They grab that and then they post it on a job board and it's actually a list of demands masquerading of an advertisement. And people seem to miss the fact that it's the word advertisement. What's an advertisement do? 
cells. So what, what's the core things? Like if I get you to think about, Tobias, help me out here. If you're going to do an ad campaign to get a new, new lead, what's some, of the, what's some of the steps that you put in place? Um, it just depends what you're going to do. If you're going to go with like top of, are you talking about like top of the funnel videos and then some middle of the funnel things? Or are you just talking about like a lead magnet? Um, what's the first couple of steps of any of those? Well, you got to bring like, if you th- like what, what you want, you know, right. So you want to create, what's the result I want to get from this. And then what's going to be able to attract the person that wants this, this type of. Result. Yeah. So we need to go back to the person, right? you the first step usually is who's my person. Who's my ideal avatar? Who is my ideal customer? And so you'll sit down and you'll spend time, right, profiling them. Like they're roughly this age. They like these things. These are the words that's going to, like, get their interest. These are the types of pictures they're going to want to see. These are the problems they have. These are the these are the pain points. And this is the solution that I can offer to those problems. And then you're like, okay, where, where do they hang out? Are they Facebookers? Are they like uh, Instagrammers? Are they TikTokers? Are they LinkedIn? Do they read like a physical paper? Like where do they where do they hang out? And then you start your funnel from there. And then you go, okay, cool. Well, if I was going to write an ad for them, I'm going to do that in their language and I'm going to like think about what's important to them and I'm going to get that sexy shit up front, right? Top 20% of the copy needs to like, they've got to convince them to read the rest to want to buy. Have you seen a job advertisement lately on any job boards or any postings? Um, I haven't lately. I haven't been looking. Nope. Well, most, most start like this. We have a vacancy for blah, blah. We're looking for a superstar. And they must be dedicated and this and we're this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like all about our ego and all about like our list of demands. And they actually look like you're some sort of Nazi that's going to like whip them if they don't do what they're supposed to do and like snooze fest and not talking in the language of the person. So what you really need to do is start with profiling. What type of person do you really need? So if you're looking at, so you said for these guys, Tobias, it's more like lead generators and sell by chats. Yeah. That's going to be typically their first, their first hires because they're bringing some Cool. So let's think about what, what are some of the daily activities of a sell by chat? What do they need? What's the average day in the life of? So uh, they're going to want one to be able to reach out to everybody who's liking and commenting and sharing the posts, Mm -hmm. starting a conversation. So they, they need to be able, I mean, the first thing you got to do is you got to make sure that they, they speak your language. When I say speak your language, it doesn't mean English. It means like how do you talk? Like, what are your mannerisms? What are the key words that you say that make you, you like, they yep. have to be able to like completely blend in. Um, because if you try to go the wrong route and you get somebody that says, Hey, thank you, sir. Have you ever done this, sir? Like, they're going to be like, dude, this isn't you to buy it. I had someone that was calling people, ma'am. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, even if it's a chick, I'm, I'm dude, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> right so you've got to think about like what is the task they're going to do and what type of person is going to enjoy doing that and what's like what's the natural genius that would enjoy doing that like i am fucking allergic to doing that shit like oh scrolling through facebook feeds looking at comments even writing back to people that 
wrote on my wall for my birthday, checking my messenger inbox. Like it is just exhausting to me. And I'm a people person. But for me, that's not peopling. That's processing. So you need to think, is your role going to be more a process-driven, like checklist, like go through, like for me, when I go sell by chat, I want something that's someone that's good at process because they need to know my language, but I can script pretty much everything, right? This, if this, then that, right? They say this, go here. They don't need, like they need to be able to cognitively think, but they don't need to be the lazy super personality like me. They need to have that structure of, I know in the morning I check them, I check notifications. I go and do this. I respond to that. I know the languaging. I do this and I'm not emotionally attached to it. For me, it's too hard. I get emotionally attached to what I need to do. And then I overthink it and I'm dyslexic. So then I like struggle to write something. Then I just get fucked off and move on. And then I get really worried that am I saying the right thing? And it's just like, it's just all too hard where they're not attached to it and they can see it as a process and a system, right? And they can go through methodically and do it. And they love it. They like clicking the keyboard. They don't need to be interacting with other humans and like doing all of that stuff. So you need to think, and this is the biggest problem. We go, oh, we want someone to say, we want someone just like us. It's like super people person and they want to be tactic. And after five hours of like being on the screen doing this, they're like, and they've gone out to a cafe because they're dying. So you've got to profile what type of job it is and what type of person is going to want to do that so that you can create your customer avatar and then think about, okay, where could they come from? Like they need to have, do they need to be English first language or do they just need to have really good English because they can copy and paste my stuff? Like what are the skills that you do need? What's going to make them excited? Then like you need to, um, think about where do they hang out? So which of the boards do you need to be on? Where can you ask for referrals and make an advertising funnel? So even when it's like people go, oh, yeah, it's just a VA. I'll just whack up an ad. I want a VA. Yeah, and that's why you end up with I've had five VAs and all of them are shit. No one does what I like. Oh, I can't believe it. It's like, did you even spend any time on them? I'm sorry, extreme ownership. It is your fault. Yeah. Right. So let's talk about how you can stand out. Like, how do you make something that makes someone, they're scrolling through like freelancer, they're scrolling through Odesk or uh, the Philippines job boards. Like, how do you get them to stop scroll and go, I need that job and I'm going to go, I'm going to go to wall for that person, right? So some of the core elements, let me share because I've, I've got a template for you guys. Okay, so it's a bit backwards, right? The layout that I have it is more for you to get your brain in order in terms of you can't know who you need without knowing what's got to be done. So you need to get super clarity around what it is they're going to be doing. Remember we talked about the seven human needs and getting they need the clarity. So when I went to write my sell by chat connectors um job ad, I went, okay, firstly, what is the purpose of the role? What do I actually want them to do? So, and this, you guys can borrow something like this because it might be relevant for what you do, right? The purpose of the Ripple Instigator, sell by chat or lead gen for lack of a better term, is to fill my free group, hire train lead with quality leads, turn them into a hive of activity, book triage prospects in to have a strategy session or interview with me, and the ultimate outcome is five intensive sales and five accelerators sales per month. She'll do this by being me 
on the Facebook profile, fan page, um, my podcast and my group. Um, Zach, can you guys read that? Let me do scroll it in. You guys are way over here and I'm all the way over here. Um, welcoming people to the group and by being her. So she has her own Facebook profile. There's a lovely little trick and I don't know if you guys teach this, but she actually has her own profile and she shows up in all other groups as her recommending me. So that's a great thing. And she gets into the, the groups and engages with everyone as her. So it looks like the tribe members participating. That's a great hack. Uh, with avatar accounts, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, why is it a ripple instigator? It's telling her why, why this role is an important part in the process, right? So it's enrolling in the bigger picture. It's our ability to create ripples, turn clients into ripple creators, the change we want to see in the workplace. It all starts with impacting the leads, blah, blah, blah. How you'll do it. So here's like literally, these are the key things. So it's not like the to-do list of every day, but these are the key measurables of doing the job. And then for the first six weeks, these are the goals. So the first six weeks is just really getting to know my voice. So the goals aren't huge, but it's so, so clear, right? So now that I know what the job is, I can then profile what type of person I need so that I can go back. Oh, wrong one. Sorry. So I know the what. So now I can profile who. Now, you might have three different types of candidate avatars, just like you might have three different types of customer avatars, right? You might go, actually, I could really, if I got someone that was super, super experienced in Australia that I paid higher dollars, that would work because they'd be able to do the stuff quicker. Maybe they've got a network. I'm happy to pay more money for that. Or I could get someone in the Philippines that was just great at following the process. I might pay less and have them do more hours because it's going to take them longer to get out to spec. Or I might be able to hire someone that I share with another coach that's already trained them up, go in between, okay, there's, there's my avatar. So I might have three slightly different job postings and scope based on what I can have, okay? But the key thing with that avatar is understanding the language. And there's a whole thing I do around profiling to know personality types, to know which words to use and how much hype and all that. We won't go into that today. There's some stuff in here for you on it. But the biggest thing is, anyone heard of Simon Sinek? I've heard of that name. I can't draw. Uh -huh. What is that for? Mm -hmm. Okay, Simon Sinek. He has an amazing TED Talk, um, Start With Why. And he's got a book called Start With Why. Everything starts with why. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. You want someone to buy your opportunity? Sell why they should do it. Buy them into your why, right? So you really, really need to think about the why behind your business, why, like that contribution piece, what is it beyond just making money that you and your business does? And this is how you build a kick-ass culture. Culture is what your people do when you're not watching. Culture is not being bags and ping pong tables and video games, okay? Culture is what your people do when you're not watching. So there's a I've put in here the core elements of building a kick-ass culture for you. Right, you need to have a super strong why. You have to have a north star purpose. You need to have a five-year obsession. Now you can change that. You can go if you've got a shorter goal. It can be two-year obsession. Um, I don't suggest going two more than ten because of the turmoil in times and everything changing so fast these days, and people being ADD as fuck. You need to give something that has a frame of reference and seems achievable, but is a stretch. A clear mission on what you're going about to achieve and how you're going to do it and a set of virtues that you strive towards and that you hire, fire, 
and live by. So that is hire your clients and fire your clients by as well, right? How you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you want your team members to be honest and have integrity and do what they say they're going to do, yet they see you as a coach, maybe like stretching the truth a little bit, making like making claims that you may not be able to do, maybe not showing up to things on time. They will model what you model to them. The fish rots from the head down. So you need to really think about what is the virtues that you can hold dear to your heart, live, breathe, and stand by. And then that's what you hire around and that's what you hold them to account to as well. And you need to be able to explain and and really um, enroll them in that process. So I've got some examples here for you. There's There's the link to that start with why so you can get some background. Okay. So this is the part that's going to sell your job. But most importantly, this is the part that's going to make sure you get the right person on the right bus. This is the part that gets them going to war for you. So if you want someone to go to war with you, you've got to be like, the, the mission, if you choose to accept it, is to come to take up arms with us and go on this war. This Like, this is our enemy. Like, you know, uh, obesity might be our, our enemy. Laziness might be our enemy. Like, whatever that is for you. Um, let's see if I've got an example in here for you. Okay. So my team know what it is that we do. What, what do we exist to do? Why, what's our guiding star? And if it's not aligned and if the people, our clients aren't aligned, they don't bring it on board. But having this gives them so much power when they're commenting on posts or searching for things to engage with or people to talk to it's like who else wants what we want who else talks this language how can i convince the the um the clients to buy into what we do as well which is a bigger thing than just the thing that we do it's that next level um okay so that just gives you some stuff the other thing is um people People don't leave companies, they leave leaders. So if you're constantly turning over staff or VAs are just ghosting you, like especially like Filipino ones don't like conflict and they won't want to tell you you suck, they'll just ghost. (laughs) So if they've ghosted you, you need to take extreme ownership and realize that you fucked up. It's not on them. It's actually on you. So you, you want to, and if they're going to be your voice, they need to know so much about you. Like they need everything. So with my girl, like I have a whole com- column here, like what do we actually do and why we do it? Here's like a, here's my bio. Like a, they get a full rundown of my bio and then like my speaker topics, like so much information. And the first week was just literally going through, listening to my podcasts, listening to different Um, coaching sessions that I've done, like being able to hear my voice, being able to hear people interview me, being able to watch my coaching sessions to see what I really do, Um, my character traits. Because if I can list my character traits, they can get a bit of a feel of how to show up as me online. Like I'm an oversharer, I swear, a lot. Um, So she knows, she's like, some of her other clients are really straight. She would never swear in their groups she'd never swear talking to people whereas she knows for me if I don't like my tribe that knows me 
if I was polished and, and didn't have some cuss words, didn't have some of that cheekiness, they, people have picked up, like when, when I've had people in my chat before, they're like, they, they literally write back, hi, Jade's assistant. It's like, damn it. And then I have to jump in and go, yeah, got me. So like this gives them some frames to, to work with. A bit about why I wake up. They know my background. What's my driver? More, more things about my character. So this gives them stuff to be able to interact with people, right? What I know for sure. Personality stuff. And a little bit around, yeah. I was saying this is amazing. This is this is fire right here. And then we got some in the comments on Facebook. Uh, David said gold. Lindsay said amazing. Yeah, it's this is uh, this is awesome. I love all this. Awesome. Um, yeah. So the the key thing, and this is where people really mess up. Like we want these people to be us online, but we don't give them the tools to be us online. Like Kay. Like she, she's like, oh, can you give me a bit of coaching on this? Like I've written this email. So she goes and writes something and she brings it back. She's like, I don't know if it needs some jadisms. And like half the time she sends it to me, I'm like, holy shit, babe, you totally nailed me. And she's like, it was so uncomfortable being that blunt because <laughs> she's so nice. And she's like, it was so uncomfortable being that blunt. Um, I said, that's all right. Just put my signature on it and you're fine. You just pretend it's not you. <laughs> um and my sister, she knows that I don't write, like I verbalize everything. My book was written by me just like Zoom calling while I was driving backwards and forwards to places to um, a ghostwriter. And he literally just transcribed all of my words. Like it's, I, I don't type because the list X here is it's just painful for people to watch me type. So my sister, like when I first got Charlotte, my um, communications queen, she's like, who did you hire? They fucking nailed you. Like they, she's like, that's just, I can't believe how you that is. I'm like, yeah, we, I just talk at her and she does it, but she knows all of my languaging. And like, sometimes I'm like, I just need to talk Charlotte. She knows me better than I know me. That's awesome. <laughs> right. So the, this is a bit of like how to write the ad, but how to, how to make sure you set them up for success. Because if, if you write the ad right and someone buys into who you are and, and all of this stuff up front, you don't have to do the hard work of trying to convince them, <laughs> right? They're chomping at the bit, like, give me more, give me more, let me run, let me run. Like Jody, I'm like, Jody, I haven't even had a chance to onboard you yet. She's like, babe, I've been following you for two years. I know this shit. I'm, I'm all over it. Let me just talk to the team. I just went, I don't have any space this week to work with you. And the team just took her and onboard her. And then she got me like three high quality leads, like day four. Nice. I was like, "Yo, winning. Cool. Um, I won't bore you with all of this stuff. How long have we got, Tobias? Um, we're we're good. I mean, we have uh, as long as as long as you need. I'm gonna have some calls. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Okay, beautiful. Um, so then we come to the advertisement. And so what I want you to to think about the advertisement, it's like even when you're trying to get referrals. So if you say Tobias wanted to get a referral from our coaching group on other people that could have hired sell by chat and who they would. If you do the effort of doing this, they're going to be able to refer the right people and the best people are going to want to like bang down your door. So you've probably heard Angela say like, make them beg to work for you. I was devastated because that used to be my line. And now I'm like, damn it, she stole it. She's got a book, damn. Uh, but you want to you, you do this work up front because you can use it as the job description when they start. 
So even if it's like not your ad that goes out on a job board, it's what you give them to get them excited and make sure that they're enrolled in the process. Okay. So I've got like a whole bunch of example ads here for you. Um, I don't actually have a sell by chat or a lead gen in here, but what I do have like is a couple of admin people. So this facilitator of amazement, empowering, right? Like if you're like, we've got our generic terms for search. You want to always have your generic search stuff um, for job boards, but you want to give them something that allows them to step up and embody what you really want. So this client, they're one of their core virtues. Where are their virtues? Okay, so their virtues. Be true, do what you say you will do, spread happiness, perform magic, and play for the team. So perform magic is always seek to amaze. So they went, right, we're going to have the facilitator of amazement. It's their job to facilitate everyone in the team to be able to go out and perform magic. And so they've got a really cool, like, clarity around what's the purpose of the role. But the ad sells it up front. Like, we profiled who we wanted. We knew that the person that would probably be best at this job was a return-to-work mom. So we led with that. Get the kids from school and still have an awesome job because often in Australia, you can't have both. You either be the mom or you have an awesome job, not both. Like, let, it, let us give you both, Right. A team that actually cares about amazing every client, doesn't just talk about it, right? Diversity, we knew that they'd get bored. They're probably overqualified for the job, but they have to take, they need a job that suits being a mom, so give them some diversity, right? They're sick of walking into ship fights. So we've got, we have a diverse support role with the understanding owner who believes that every day should be good, fun, enjoyable, rather than a ship fight. Totally Aussie, right? So come help us. So come help us before, as we perform surface repair magic. We start with what's in it for them and why they would want to join us, and we literally spell it out. Join the dots, just like you would with an advertising campaign. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, rather than your job, and what we're going to whip you to do. Right, the overall purpose of the facilitator of magic is to facilitate and coordinate the team so that we can achieve our mission by ensuring the technicians, kits, and trainers are in the right place at the right time with all the right resources so they can perform surface repair magic. So you want to paint that picture of success. Give them the actual bit of a rundown of the average day-to-day -day so they know what they're going to be doing. We call joining a company an alliance rather than having an org chart. Remember I said before, no roles above each other. We don't hierarchical. We form an alliance, meaning we align together to go to war and go towards a mission. So it's more empowering and it's more collective. Really going through like, what's the obsession? What are, we, what are you going to do? What's the why behind it? What's the contribution? What's the thing bigger than a paycheck? What are our values that you're going to be held up against? A bit about the leader. So you're humanizing your opportunity. Who doesn't want, I interviewed Greg's wife for this, right? I'm like, let's, let's find out what he's like, right? He <laughs> quote from his wife. He's a very good husband, tells me he loves me every day. But that says something about who he is as a person. He acknowledges, he cares. He's a great father, very supportive to the kids. Like it's giving some context to what type of person you're going to be working for. Okay. And then finally, we go on to our list of demands. Call to actions. And then I've got like some examples here, like social media shares, email campaigns. I think there's an email copy here for sending out to your database. Amazing humans often know other amazing humans or they've got other, they know someone who's hired that sort of type of person. So you want to use your network, same as what you do 
with any advertising funnel. You want to think about what's all of your avenues for attraction. Cool. So there's your ads. And I've got like, I've broken it down in these cards here. So you can literally, it's like paint by numbers, fill this out now. And then at the bottom, create ad template. Done. And then do your strategy. Cool. All laid out. My God. Laid out. (laughs) You being able to share all that information is, uh, is more than freaking generous. Uh, I don't swear a lot, but I love hearing you swear. It's like, (laughs) it makes my day, puts a smile on my face. Uh, So what can you do to be a better leader? Yes. So really think about that. There's an amazing book called Extreme Ownership by Jaco Willink, uh, who led SEAL Team 6. Um, And it's about understanding like where you're at cause and you're always at cause in in some respect. So And this is not about blame or fault, but this is about going, what could I have done differently? And if you want to be a better leader, you need to go back and reflect over anything you've done in the past and go, right, what what could I have done differently? Could I have onboarded them a little bit better? Could I have given them more opportunities to listen to my voice? Could I just got them onto, like, if you're paying someone like a couple of bucks an hour, get them into some of your coaching sessions with you so they can watch you do what you do absorb like let them absorb you and give them the exposure there's always something else you can do yeah 100 it doesn't especially if you run a group coaching program like get them in there you know it doesn't like, like she said it doesn't cost you anything and it's just only gonna you know be able to build more value you know to them where they're gonna feel more part of the team and then also how you're talking about is actually getting everybody together on the calls too. So um, that's huge. Instead of having like a separate call, like when, once you build a team, right? Because eventually you might have people that do the sales. You might have somebody that does the lead gen. You might have another VA, but like getting everybody together and then- Everyone kind of, together. You know, So like, even, mm-hmm. even what we do like on a Friday afternoon, we like once a month, we do like beer o'clock. And so we get- everyone from around the world. So sometimes for, for Mark, sometimes it's like three o'clock in the morning for him. Um, but he jumps on anyway. He's a night owl. He, he's our tech guy and he likes to work at night when his kids are asleep. Um, so he's moved from the Philippines to Canada. And um, then we've like one of the teams, like, so we'd hired someone to build out our Kartra, like a third party, but we had a girl that was working with our team as our project manager all the time. And we wanted her to really get us. So Isabel would join our, our beer o'clock. And like when they were in full lockdown in the Philippines, like she loved, she loved just having straight scotch in a glass with pineapple, like a piece of pineapple. It's like the weirdest thing, but she, they couldn't buy alcohol there. So we managed to smuggle in some scotch for her. So she's not even actually my team. She's a product project manager for an outsourced project, but because she had to interact with our team and rely on them and she needed to sort of the design elements like she went above and beyond for me and she still joins now every now and then we're like let's invite Isabel to come along and she's referred us some amazing people like because then when when I need a designer or something I'm like hey Izzy do you know anyone and she's like give me give me a couple of days I'll be back to you so thinking about like how can you bring your your network is your net worth right your people are your network and their network is your network yeah. What would be some next action steps that you would say for them to, to start getting? Yep. Awesome. Okay. Ooh, where do I want to start? Uh, I would start with, with because this is going to help your business in general. 
right? You need to work out your culture. So what is the purpose of your business? Getting super clear on that purpose. What is your, like, what is your mission? Like, what are you actually working towards? Like, why do you exist? What are you trying to do? What is the markers for success? So what's your five-year obsession? Where are you going? And what are the virtues? So your values, like your, your live and die by your rules, like, you know, so you don't take on those shitty clients and stuff like that. Now, the reason why I say start with that and, and go with the five-year obsession, you need to reverse engineer. What do you need to be able to get there? Right? Because sometimes we hire the wrong people at the wrong time. And we hire because other people are doing that sort of thing. And you, you've got to get some clarity. So you need to think about if you want to get to, to point B, what are the steps to get there? And then work backwards. And then before you start hiring, get so, so clear about what the tasks is that you, you need them to do and what's the painted picture of success for them. So what exactly, what's the purpose of their role? So you saw when I talked about my Ripple instigator, the purpose of our role was to fill the group, not just make connections, not to start 30 chats a day. Like that's one of the markers, not to, do you know what I mean? Like, cause anyone can start 30 chats a day with any fucking random. No, your job, put people in our group and get them engaged and turn those engaged people into calls. So now she doesn't waste her 30 chats <laughs> like because if it's not going to result in that. So you've got to get real clear over what it is you need them to do and paint that picture of success. And then after that, sell it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, if somebody wants to be able to connect with you and like reach out or maybe, you know, somebody wants to hire you to, you know, have you help them with the hiring process or anything at all, like how would someone what would be the best uh, way for someone to get in touch with you? Beautiful. I'm just popping into the Zoom chat for you. Um, so if, if someone really wants some help and wants to chat to me about how we can implement this stuff with them, you can go to bit.ly forward slash call Jade. Uh, otherwise, join my free Facebook group. That, that I was also in there for you as well, Tobias. Bit.ly forward slash hire train lead. And there's heaps of free training over in there. That's my group where I give back and everything. You can connect. Otherwise, all of my social media is Jade Green AU. So AU is for Australia. Add in the chat for you as well. But you can find me on all of those channels. Take the advice of Jade. She's a champion. <laughs> and uh, she will lead you in the right direction. So, yes. Jade, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Give me the, there you go. Bam. Yeah. Bam. Well, wait, this is how we sign off all of my team meetings. Like all my team do this or we do little hearts. Have you seen these little hearts? I haven't seen those ones. No. This is an Asian thing. Uh, I, I coach a lot of Taiwanese people and like, this is a, this is a little heart, like a little bit of love. So instead of doing this in video, like, you know, like Asians often do these, they give little hearts. This is a medium heart. And then if you have someone in person, you can make like a big heart. Okay. So Love we it. sign off everything like this. All right. There we <laughs> go. So we are signing off. And Jade, I want to thank you for also coming here on a Saturday. It's your Saturday in Australia. It's our Friday um, evening. You guys, thanks for watching, for tuning in. Get ready. If you want some more action-packed advice from Jade, you know where to get her. In the comments, check it out. Go ahead and download, would... download the Trello board. What's that, Jade? I was going to say, I would absolutely adore if anyone got any takeaways out of this, if you just shot me a message on your favorite platform, just if you shoot me a message and just tell me what you got out of it, that would just fill my heart 
so much. Like it's gratitude to know that the time was well spent. Thank <laughs> you.